Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host and we are in, we got two special guests with us, Whitey Outlaw and then we got Joe Dennis, which is a captain, a guide, a, uh, someone who knows everything you need to know about fishing on Sandy Cooper. And we're going to, we're going to ask him all the good questions and get, and wait till the very end because he said he would share waypoints with you. So make sure you watch till the very end. Uh, let's just start. Let's start with you. How did I get here? Why am I here? And what are you doing here? Well, I'm part of the TV show with Joe. Me and him co-host the show together. And I was born and raised here on Santee Cooper. And uh, uh -huh. I've been knowing you for a long time on the road, different camps and different tournaments right. and stuff. And, you know, I've been tournament fishing 40-something years, and that's what I do. And, uh, hey, I love the sport of crappy fishing, and I love the outdoors, and that's been my whole life. So that's why I'm in. Yeah, well, the real question is, uh, how do you put up with them all the time, Joe? I mean, seriously, you are like a blessing to everyone else to put the throttle, put the governor. Well, you know, me and Whitey's been together about five, six years. It took a little while to get my skin a little tough because it Easy hurt, hurt your feelings <laughs> once in a while. But I'm going to tell you, I, I've learned a lot from that man right there. I mean, he's easy to work with. we got a good, good thing going here, but he – you know, just watching. It. It's, all all it's all fun. It's all fun, man. If you time. can't, you know, That's... fishing is fun. It's supposed to be fun for everybody. And uh, right. I guess in the years that I've been on the road tournament fishing, it took a lot of fun away from it because it was serious business. And I was pretty fair at what I did, and I've always been good with the sponsors. And uh, me and him hooked up, you know, and uh, we've done, we built a pretty good TV show. And, you know, we're in the top 40 on Pursuit Channel. So, and so we must be got something pretty decent. So, yep. Well, let's let's get the real the truth behind how you two ended up with this TV show because he has his own version. So we'll let you, Joe, uh, tell us the real version. Uh, well, <laughs> I was I seen his picture up on the at the post office. One day, I, just, I said he'd be good on TV. No, he, um, he's like Sling Blade, old Carl. I like the way you talk. <laughs> you know, uh, I started my just I started the show about. Eight, right at eight years ago, and, um, you know, we started getting, you know, my sponsors. And as a business sense, I said, you know, Whitey Outlaw, great TV person. I seen him, watched him on his other show uh -huh. uh, before he came on with us and just, you know, uh, found out he was not doing some TV. I said, man, I need to get him on the show. Okay. And uh, for just a good personality. Uh, had the good the good voice. And he's a pretty decent fisherman, so. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I, we made a few phone calls and talked and uh, got together and just, we, we, we seem to blend. We don't uh, disagree. We right. always meet somewhere where it works out best for us. You know, we don't, we don't really argue too much. You know, once in a while he'll get on me, but that's, you know, the outlaw in him. Hey, <laughs> even the best of them got to be chastised. But, uh, <laughs> Got together, put all sponsors together, and uh, got started out with ABC. And, right. Um, was with ABC for a few years, and then we got picked up by Pursuit Channel um, National. So, and then about a year ago, me and Whitey talked. NBC offered a offered a better a better time spot. Right. And just a lot more viewers, so we jumped right on it. But we've been doing it for five or six years, and it's worked out pretty good. Yeah. What do you think the biggest challenge is about? Having a TV show, is it the oh, content? Or? No, the content comes easy. I mean, for me it does because 
up on the up end of the lake, I got so much stuff up there to fish and swamp, open water, ditches, canals, you know, the stuff that the average guy don't see on TV is on the upper end of this lake. We got miles of swamp. And that's where I cut my teeth, and that's where I was raised up up there. And, uh, you know, swamp people, they put a lot of stuff on TV, the stuff we've been doing for years. We never got rich doing it, though. <laughs> right. we, we just done it for the hell of it, you know, the fun. But the content comes easy. It's the biggest challenge we got is his schedule and mine because I still run my own business, and he's got his guide business, and he's booked, and I'm booked. and So whenever the fish are really biting, we got to rush in, get one done, put it in the can, you know. Right. And some of the shows has been so close that it'd be a week before they aired, we'd get the show done and get the pursuit because, you know, we wow. wanted to make sure they were good and the fish biting enough, you know, to make good shows. Uh-huh. And, and we, we've got a lot of support around this lake. Santee Cooper Country helps us, and uh, a lot of the stores around here, like Hills Landing and all right here where we're sitting today, yeah, they, they kind of got our back, and some other landings on the upper end, like Poplar Creek and stuff. But the content comes easy, man. When I say easy, it just, just go do what you love. Right. And, and I've been fortunate enough I can fish most any way that you can think of and, and catch them. I, I ain't bragging. It's just a fact. And um, I've proved that for years on the tournament trail. You know, if, if it comes from standing on your head catching one, I'll, I'll try that if that's what it takes. But so far, we've had a good run, built a good TV show, built some good reputations, and, and try to take as many children and first responders that we can fishing. Right. And, you know, we take some a lot of retired military fishing, and it don't always get to the TV channels, and when I say that, because you got all these privacy acts and stuff now, you can't put just anybody up there and stuff. Right. So, but, but you know, it's been a good run. I I've enjoyed it, and tournament fishing's helped me adapt to that because I don't know if you remember the old bass fishing Charlie Ingram. Yeah. He partnered with Crappy USA twenty something years ago, and they opened up Crappy University and Bass University. Right. Well, I hosted Crappy University for five seasons. And uh, then I helped um, Russ Bailey on Brush Pile. I've done seven, eight shows with him down here on Santee and one in right. Florida with him. And so I've been on TV a lot, and that don't mean that I'm good at it, but it, I, it don't bother me to be there. I can talk and do whatever I need to do to make it. And, you know, I get a lot of people say, man, what part of Louisiana are you from? <laughs> I ain't from Louisiana. I'm from right in. But, um, it's been fun, and, and, you know, like I said the other night, you know, last night I'm going to get out of the tournament fishing because I'm just – time for me to go. It's been 40-something years, and I'm going to hand it out over to the young fellas, and I'm going to work with him on the show more and uh, piddle around up there in my little world in that swamp where I go fishing and don't see boats for days. That's my kind of deal. It's there you just, go. Just me and Jesus. That's the way I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the easiest part of the show is just knowing the knowing the lakes you're fishing. Yeah, right. Lakes right here, you know, Moultrie. I know like the back of my hand. Whitey knows Marion and Moultrie like the back of his hand. And there's been there's been shows where we got in the boat with minnows, crickets, live heron, and went out there and did a full show with every species on Santee. Yep. Just right. nothing playing live action. You'll see a lot of you know just total mayhem going off when you got you know a catfish on that rod a striper on that rod and maybe a crappie on another one so it's uh it's 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 easy when you when you 
know the lakes, know what's biting it at certain times. And what Whitey was talking about, a lot of times with having to show five days before time to put it on the air, we do that. That way, when then people see that show, they're going, okay, they that show aired January 1st, and they're catching crappy in right. the swamp. They know, hey, go. And, and, you know, the other thing is we've yet – I ain't going to say we won't have to do it, but we have not yet had to tie any on in dummy fish. I can tell yeah. you that. Everything's been caught on camera. So let's, We've let's, had a lot of fish just two or three hours and have a, more footage than you would need for right. two shows almost. Yep. Let's talk about fishing. You, uh, What do you normally guide for? You know, my favorite fish in the world to guide for on these lakes is stripers. You know, I, I, know, uh-huh. I know striper fishing on Santa. You know, I do catfish and redfish and trout. I do some brim trips, but uh, uh-huh. stripers is my, I've um, kind of keyed my fishing skills on stripers. Most of my right. clients, when they come in, they want to catch striped bass. And um, it's, it's a fun fish. You know, you go out there and sometimes you get schools come under you and every rod go down. That's just exciting to me. Right. Uh, what is the length limit and what's the number of fish you can uh, we can stripers? have three fish. There's a slot limit, 23 to 25. You can have three fish. Out of those three fish, if you catch a 26 or bigger, you can keep that one fish. So you could have three over 23 to 25 or uh-huh. two slot fish and one. Tro- we call it a trophy fish, 26 or bigger. Okay. How heavy is a 26-inch striper average? Uh, average springtime, you're looking at about a 8-pound fish. Um, most of them is probably six and a half. What do they? Uh, what's the average size of a striper that you're catching? Probably twenty four inches. Twenty four inches. I mean, it's all sizes. Sometimes, yeah. I've been several shows. Me and Whitey get into a school of twenty two and three quarters and catch twenty five <laughs> or thirty, and then right. move half a mile and and then start hitting nothing but slotfish. Right. So it's a it's a very rich environment on Santee when it comes to striper. You'll catch them. We probably caught fish from fifteen inches to almost thirty inches in some shows. So. So we're at Hills Landing RV. Tell us a little bit. It's on the canal. Tell us a little bit about how these two reservoirs can, you know, they're connected. Well, you know, they uh, they started Moultrie first. Okay. Um, back in the thir- late 30s, and they cut all the trees out of Moultrie. Um, then they went into Marion and started cutting, and World War II broke out, so they stopped cutting all of Lake Marion and put all the right. manpower, and they wanted to start power for uh, the shipyard and everything down in Charleston, so... Um, they built. The, I think the canal was built more like a flow. Uh-huh. Um, if you notice those rocks in the middle of the canal, that's set right. up as a barrier in case one of the dam the dam breaks on the lower lake. Um, you got three what three camps? You got blacks, hills, and canals are your main um, fish camps on the lakes. But they, the diversion canal was a connection for flow, uh-huh. and a, a precautionary flow for um, the dam in case it cracked. Of course. Okay. Um, I think Hills has been here since what, sixties? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, early sixties. Yeah. It's one of the older, older camps. You know, Blacks has been here for a while. Canal Canal might be the youngest. Right. Um, okay. When did the reservoir? When did they start flooding it? When did they start filling them? Early sixties? No. 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 That. Early forties. Really? Yeah. yeah early so forties, like forty, like nineteen forty. Right before wow. World War Two. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So they they're wow. They're a lot older than like the, the yeah. White River chain of reservoirs that were sixty sixty four and sixty seven. Yeah. And so and that's 
This is old lake. Wow, here. that old is. Lakes. Yep. They started producing power right at World War II from yep. Jeffries at uh, Pineapolis. Wow. So. Wow. So let's talk about uh, what do you think your best show was and what were you catching? What do you think your number one show was that, you know, you were. This year, you know, it's everybody loves the swamp shows. Uh-huh. As far as one with, with me and Whitey together, you know, we've had, we had a pretty exciting show in December. We, we planned to go striper fishing and we stopped in the canal. Whitey said, Hey, you think we can hang a big catfish on TV? Well, uh-huh. we was there five minutes and we hung one and fought him for about 30 minutes and he broke us off. And about 10 minutes later, we hung one. It was 80 pounds on mm-hmm. uh, probably the smallest rod that you could catch a catfish on, the striper stealth medium light from Catch the Fever. Uh-huh. Um, once we caught him, we run out to the lake, and within a matter of uh, maybe an hour and a half, we probably caught 35 to 40. Run out of bait in about <laughs> an hour and a half on stripers. Wow. That was an exciting yep. show for me. But the catfish we caught was a little over 80 pounds. 80 so, pounds. Yeah, he, he What's the lake record here? 113. For, yeah. 113? Yeah. But as far as comments and everything, and why do you agree, the scenery in the in the swamp, when we do the, the swamp fishing, uh-huh. I, it's live action there. It's me in the front filming. I don't mm. fish in the swamp. We right. key in on Whitey's perfection. We're fishing in a little 14-foot right. yeah. John. Oh, so you're basically there. waiting for him to fall in the gator to eat him. Well, let me tell you, some oh, big gators in there. That, that There's gators me. here, right? Oh, plenty of them. Plenty of them. Plenty the, of them. The comments from the scenery <laughs> and the way he's fishing. And you right. just yeah, pull yeah. up in a big, thick grass mat, and he'll dig a hole and drop that jig in there and pull out a slab. It's like people love that. And i tell you something else that they really liked. Um, we didn't do it this year but one time, but year four last or last year, we done an old-timey brim show. Well, I'm uh-huh. on the front paddling. Wow, sculling. Yeah. Paddling, facing the wind, letting the wind blow the smell of the brim in my face, and I'd keep track it down and I'd track the right through the brim bed and be flipping a cart and a cricket and they're catching them, you know. And man, we got a lot of reviews on that. Matter of fact, I think uh, Pursuit uncorded it one time and yep. played it again, you know, because mm-hmm. they got so much off of it. Cause you don't ever see that. You don't see no right. old fishing, no old timey fishing. And, and that's what I do, and, you know, we try to target. I don't worry about tournament fishermen. They're going to do their own deal. I try right. to target the guy that's trying to learn, the guy that's out here every week that wants to come to these lakes and learn how to fish these lakes. So we try to show as much, tell as much as we can for people that, that really want to get into it, you know, young people and older guys too. And uh, when them shows air, telephones blow up, you know, text messages, Facebook messages. Man, what do you do? What are you looking for? What what you smelling? They're smelling for the brim, looking for the bubbles where they fan in the bed and the bubbles come up. And what do they look like? You know, and tell them, I said, look like a little pot of soap suds, you know. I said, you got to know what you're looking for. And then we showed all that on TV and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. cool. One, of our, one of our probably more sensitive shows, we had a little boy had brain cancer and oh. we did a show i wouldn't go I, I i couldn't do it and he asked me to do it and i said i said i'll narrate it i do talking i said but i'm not going i cannot do that right um, did the show and um you know he wasn't doing very well pursuit pursuit swapped everything out and aired that show the next week wow and it was a two-parter it was the that week was part one the second week was part two he didn't get to see part two oh passed, passed away, away. 
right after bad. part one. It's like yep. he was waiting wow. on to see that. It was his dream to go saltwater fishing. Uh-huh. And uh, he got to see himself on TV and then passed along after that. So. As he got sick right after they fished and uh, got in the hospital and never went home. And, you know, I got a lot of grandkids and I got little kids. And and, and he called me about that. He said, we got a chance to do that. I said, no, 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 no. White boy here can't do it. I'm I'm sorry. I cannot. I just I'm, I'm just too tenderhearted for that. I can't do yeah. it, and, and I can't help it. And uh, you know, no matter how grouchy they think I am, I, <laughs> when it comes to children and old people, I got a tender heart. I You've can't see nothing soft, go bad. Soft yeah. side outlaw. That's right. Yeah. So if I could only fish with one of you, who should I fish with? And tell me the reason why I should fish with you. I'll start with you. Depends on what you want to catch. No. I can. I only got one day. <laughs> one day. Who am I going with? Uh, well, if it's windy, you need to go with me. I can get you in the swamp. All right. If it's not windy, you need to go with Joe. You can't right. go wrong either way. <laughs> well, I'm thinking I win both ways. You so. win. You win. You win. Well, you know, Whitey's always. You know, everybody knows Whitey for crap, crappy. It, but I talked him into going and doing a bass show uh, yeah. a while back, and. That ain't, that's nothing. You These know, bass fishermen spend all this money to go catch three. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> he took me down here on a place I've never been, right below this lake here. Santee and, River. And I got a bunch of bass mounted on the wall, anywhere from 10 to 13 and a half. I caught jigging for crappy. I've uh-huh. never thrown a bass lure in my life to that day. We got down there and went through these rocks and stuff, and this mud boat got out there, and the water wasn't about that deep. I thought, well, this ain't going to be much. But I'm here. I'll make the best of it. He had me a rod that was about eight pound, ten pound line, a little plastic worm with a hook, no lead. Trick worm. I said, I said, what the hell is that? He said, this is the deal. I said, okay. He throwed it over there by a log. I seen about six fish come out on that log and hit it. I said, that ain't bad. All of them about two pounds, you know. Follow it. I sit there. I said, mm-hmm. They need to get in there. I cast out there, and I started working on them. I worked on them pretty good that day. And uh, I don't know. I think we probably caught close 65 bass that day. Wow. You'd oh, catch, Lord, my. You'd catch one and be five and six running, trying to take the worm out of his mouth. So he, he, He'd be winding up there, and I could flip mine right behind where he got one and catch one right there inside the boat. It was the daggonest thing I ever seen. <laughs> but on average, you if you say bass fish, Go ahead, I'll catch you later. I don't care nothing about that. <laughs> that, was, that was fun, though. It was fun. There you go. That uh, takes us to a Tackle Time. Tackle Time is sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures has a complete line of hard and soft baits. You can check them out at picolures.com. Uh, hey, if they want to find out more, Joe, about uh, your guide service, uh, where would they go? And more about you. Well, they can uh, always you know, give me a call. Uh, a fish right out here at Santee Cooper. Okay. We've got um, accommodations. Uh, hotels, cabins to, to stay. All right. You know, I do one to five day trips, you know, whatever they want. You know, catfish, striper, brim, you know. We send all the crappy trips to the other outlaw. There you Matt, go, Matt. So, yeah. You know, when it comes to crappy, you know, he's the man. Right. He's the man. But, all right. Um, you know, my cell phone number is 843-245-3762. My Facebook is Joseph Dennis, and then I have my Charter captain is Captain J Hook Charters. So, all right. But the best way, or they can Google Captain Joe Dennis on Santee, and I'll pop right up. So, all right. Why they, if they need to get in touch with me, they just private message me on Facebook or whatever, and you know, either get in touch with Joe because Joe's got the number how to get in touch with me and stuff. So, how about social media? Social media. All you gotta do is 
log in on something and private message me and they'll get me. And I mean, call any of the sponsors you see on our show. They can get you in touch with me and stuff like that. But, um, Hey, come to Santee Cooper, guys, and try it out. You know, give us a holler. We'll get you set up somewhere you can catch some fish and a nice place to stay. So come on down. And you can, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of the stuff is on Santee Cooper Country. Okay. Yep. Org. Oh, good. Uh, all right. The fish camps, the captains. You know, there's all types of captains on this lake. You've got shellcracker captains, crappy. Okay. And I do it all, but you have some captains that specialize in individual species. And All right. Yeah. So. Sounds good. Well, that takes us to the end of the show. Like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.